Welcome to Views from the Porch, a podcast where we explore what it looks like to survive and thrive in your young adult years. Each week, we talk about the biggest challenges facing young adults today and how to overcome them from God's Word based on our weekly experience in leading thousands of young adults at the porch. For more info on the porch, visit theporch.live. Thank you for joining. What's up, guys? We are back with another episode of Views from the Porch. I am joined with the one, the only, the blondie, Miss Laura Eldridge. <laughs> hey, y'all. And I am JD, and we are so excited to be with you guys today. You're probably driving to work or grabbing a coffee. Or... Everybody in Dallas somewhat survived the snowpocalypse. Uh-huh. We survived. Texas wasn't ready. Yeah. <laughs> um, are you moved back into your house yet? I am not. <laughs> I've been hibernating, but I need to get all my stuff in my car and move back. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but anyways, not about my life. Let's talk about something else. What are we talking about today, Miss Laura? Yes, JD. Today is going to be a really fun one because uh, there is something trending on TikTok, Instagram, and I just want to get it out there and let's talk about it. This idea of manifestation and self-care, self-help, name it, claim it, basically um, all these ideas that you can kind of get what you want in life through meditating and things like that. Yes. we. This conversation kind of became aware to me with people just saying, hey, have you heard about the kind of manifestation, name it, claim it movement on TikTok? And I'm not really on TikTok yet. I don't think a lot of us millennials are. Maybe you are. No shame if you are. But that is a, uh, it's becoming more and more of a thing. They're even sharing TikToks over on Instagram. So if you're on Instagram or, but uh, I I just want to talk about this because I'm like, hey, even if we aren't like if you're like, what manifestation, what are you talking about? And you're not a part of this movement or this wave uh, or like the positivity vibes, the good energy vibes, the uh, man, nothing but blessings and riches for you and a thousand generations. Like if you're not necessarily on that, I think all of us should be equipped on this conversation because I think it's only going to become more and more and more of a thing. And so what, let's just kind of talk about what these are really quick to find them. And I don't, I mean, I'm not, I'm not an expert. I'm just kind of picking up what I'm seeing people do and talk about and just what's on the internet. So manifestation is people going online and there's like, you're trying like a three, six, nine model where you like, which meant something totally different in my day. Yeah. Three, six, nine. Yeah. She's fine. <laughs> but well, you're talking to me. Well, yeah, no. But like, what was it saying? It was like three. It's like, okay, here's how to, it's basically, here's how to get what you want in life. Yeah. Let's say I want a new car. Yeah. Like write it down three times in the morning and then kind of uh, think about it. it. Yeah. Affirm it six times later. And then. At night. Yeah. At night, it's going to be nine times. You're going to Declare it. or yes. Yeah. You're going to manifest it. Like a manifestation is to make something come to pass, to make something happen. And so what they're doing is like, they'll pull out this like crystal. If they have one of those like crystal lights, so they're, they'll pull out just like, they'll, it's kind of like mystical, magical energy vibes. And they'll just look at it and they'll say, um, today you will have positive vibes only today. You will have positive vibes only. You will. And it's like the caption will be like, like this, share this for positive vibes only, manifest it. Yeah. And I think even people who aren't going to the extreme of like pulling out a crystal and they're like, oh my gosh, that's so weird. I think even people um, who are Christians or who are exploring the faith and interested in it could potentially be confused looking at all this other stuff. So I want to hear, JD, if you could, you separated the difference or you kind of talked about it. Can you separate, like, what's the difference between manifestation and name it, claim it? Yeah. So manifestation is when you say, I can manifest or I can give me what I want. If I want positive vibes only, I can just manifest it. If I want 
riches and blessings, I can manifest it. And then name it, claim it. What I mean by that is if I name it and if I claim it to be, so if it's like, let's say I'm sick, I'm like, this sickness will be gone. This sickness will be gone. I'm naming it. I'm claiming it. And the difference is, is manifestation a lot of times will say, I can be the solution to what I want and name it, claim it. A lot of times people take scripture and they just misuse it. Yeah. Um, they read things in scripture and they think, oh, name it, claim it. If I name it, God will do it. Yeah. And so they don't, it doesn't feel as bad because it's like, well, God is still the one in control, but you're naming it you're claiming it, and it's what you want, God will do. So talk about some of the problems with both of those for people listening, thinking, like, don't feel any shame if you've done either of these things. Like, at some point, you don't know um, that things aren't biblical, and then at some point, you do. So talk about just some of the dangers for people maybe dipping their toes in that or getting caught up in that. Yeah, I mean, I would say, first off, with manifestation, the idea that I can manifest something to come to pass in my life, that is claiming that, and in a way, you have control. Yeah. You have control of your life. You get to be the dictator or the outcome of any circumstances. So the, the, the thing about that is we know as Christians, this life is not our own. The Bible says, do you not know that your life is not your own? You've been bought with a price that Jesus came and died so that you could then surrender your life to him. And what the Bible would say is we are not in control. And signing up to be a Christian is not, is not to, it's to no longer say I'm Lord of my life. Yeah. And Luke 9.23 says, um, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. That means that no longer am I deciding what I want. No longer about going after what I want. I'm all about what God would have for me. And so to live a life saying, I want this, therefore I'm going to manifest it. I'm going to make it happen is to live a life that is saying I'm in control. Yeah, there's so many things bad because first off, you're saying like, here's what I want and who are we? Like, we're so nearsighted as humans. Like God knows better than we do about like what is good. And so many times, I know you've experienced this. It's like, the thing that you thought you wanted, like, for instance, if you wanted something in high school, you know, you look back and you're like, oh my gosh, that guy was, I'm so glad that didn't work out. Like, who would I be today if I got everything that I wanted? So I think there are two things. Like one, we have no clue what's best for us. And two, you, like you said, we're making us the center of everything. Yeah, for sure. And that's what we can't, that's not what, that's not what being a Christian is. But are you saying that God doesn't want good things for us. Like, are you saying it's wrong to kind of want those things or set our sights on something? Because I hear scriptures, like there are scriptures that say to mm -hmm. pray for things and ask for them. So talk about that for a second. Yeah, I would say you have to ask yourself, why? Why do I want that? Mm -hmm. Like, why do I only want positive vibes? Is it because I believe that God's not enough when things are negative or things are heart hurtful or broken, like God is not good? Like, why do I, and what am I not wanting to address by only wanting positive vibes? Because that's just not a thing. Like, can we all stop faking ourselves out? You're never going to only have good energy, good vibes, positivity only. <laughs> all the sevens right now, we're all cringing. Yeah, like, you're just, no, you're just yes. not. Like, in this world, you will have trouble. John 16, 33. You will. Yeah. And so quit trying to set yourself up for failure. Be like, good vibes only today. Because then you're just saying... Um, I'm basically going into some perfect unicorn world that doesn't exist until heaven. Yeah. And you're just setting yourself up for failure because something's going to happen. You're sinful. People are sinful. It's a broken people in a broken world with broken systems. So it's just going to happen. And so because of that, um, I think it's not wrong to want things. Um, 
However, the why behind the what you really need to search for. I mean, I just think about a really popular passage in scripture. Psalm 23 says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Yeah. I shall not want. Another way of saying that is I lack nothing. So you have to ask yourself, man, am I wanting this because there's something I believe I'm lacking with the Lord. Oh, that's good. It's a way that he's not enough. And therefore I have to take control and give myself what I'm lacking in him. And so a lot of times if it's like, man, um, I'm single and I feel really alone. Therefore I need to go do something because I'm lacking something. Instead of running to that relationship with the Lord, we run to a relationship with a person who's not good for us. You know, I could go on and on and on about different situations, but I would just ask you to really Ask yourself before you go into this like manifestation or this, I'm going to give myself this thing or I'm going to meditate until positive vibes only. It's like, what's the why behind your what? That's really good. And is there something uh, that you believe you're lacking um, that the Lord cannot give you? And the last thing I'd say about that is 1 John 2.15, because a lot of these people, they're like, I want um, health only. I want a lot of money. I want a good house. I want a car um, Which and some of those are not bad things. Oh, no, you need a car to drive to work. Like, yeah. not bad things. But First John says, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And so you just have to really sit and go, is this like an idol? Is this like, am I, do I believe I need this to bring me some type of satisfaction that there's a, a better life now on the other side of this thing? If I can just get that job, if I can just get that promotion, that is where I'm going. That might be an idol in your life. And that thing that's just, that was meant to be a good thing has kind of been perverted. And now it's the thing. Mm-hmm. And it's now you have this, like this love for it, this need for it. And the only person who's in des- deserves that kind of love from you is the Lord. Okay. So You've talked about that a little bit, but now even with name it, claim it, mm-hmm. like it's kind of saying like, for instance, I might not necessarily be asking for a car or kind of manifesting something like that, but I might be manifesting like I want freedom over this addiction or I want confidence because I'm so insecure or I want to lose this 10 pounds because I'm actually unhealthy. So if I just declare this, God will give it to me. And there's so many problems with that. It it frustrates me so bad because then what happens is people get disappointed at God. Right. Because I think that he's, they, 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 they treat him like a genie in a bottle. Totally. And I'm going to rub the lamp and name it, claim it, and then you grant my wish. Yeah. That's the view we have of God. It's, 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 it's a distorted view of who God actually is. And it's taking him from the position of creator and making him one of the creation like us, equal like us. And it's taking big G God, making it lowercase G God. And it's taking us and making us God, making us big G God. Yeah. And we're the ones that get to dictate our reality. We get to say, God, this is what needs to happen. So if I'm sick, I don't want to be sick. You don't want to be sick. No one wants anyone to be sick. And God shouldn't want me to be sick. Exactly. So I'm going to name it, claim it. Sickness be gone. Sickness be gone. Sickness be gone. I have enough faith. We have faith, God, that you're going to remove this sickness. Yeah. I've been there. I have literally been there. And then the sickness doesn't go away. Mm. And suddenly it's like, oh, either I did not have enough faith Mm. or God did not have enough love and compassion. Yeah. I'm a problem or God's a problem. And we don't like to see ourselves as a problem. So a lot of times we make God the problem. And therefore, since he's a problem, we go find a solution somewhere else. Wow. Say that again. A lot of times if I'm the problem or God's the problem, 
I don't like to be the problem, so I make God the problem, and I will go, since he's the problem, find my solution somewhere else. Listen, that is really good. Write it down, think about it, <laughs> Thanks, Laura. and figure out how you're, how that's playing out in your life, because I think a yeah. lot of times we don't even realize. Yeah, and so here's the thing. Does God want you to come with those requests? Absolutely. Matthew 6, Jesus is talking about prayer and about the, the heart of the Father for his children. And he says, come and ask. Ask me. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be open to you. He loves when we come and ask for things. Mm-hmm. And, but then he's like, because I'm a good father. If you ask, I might get this wrong, but he's like, if you ask for bread, would I give you a rock? He's like, no, no, I wouldn't. I'm, I'm a good dad that loves to give my children what they need. And it says, Jesus says, um, and come and ask because the Lord knows what you need before you even make the request. Mm. The cool thing about that is you can be like, well, then what's the point of asking? And I'm like, because a father loves seeing his children come to him as an act of faith, trust, and obedience saying, Father, apart from you, I, I, I have nothing good. So I'm going to make this request. Here's the thing. We don't make requests. We make commands. Yeah, that's true. We make commands. That's the name of claim it movement. You're making a command to your commander, Wow. to your Lord, and you've got it twisted. So you come and you ask God. You don't tell him. You ask him. And that posture, he loves, he loves to give things to his children. Here's the thing. The Lord knows what you need before you ask, not what you want, not, not to spoil you, but what you need. I thought, I think about a child with his father. I think as a child, I want dessert and not dinner. And just because I came and asked my dad for dessert, not dinner, he's not mad at me for asking. Yeah. But he's also not going to give me the dessert just because I asked. He knows I need nutrients. He knows I need pro- proper dieting. And that will ultimately, even though it tastes good, it seems good and as a kid, it seems so sweet and I want it. He's like, I'm going to keep that from you because it will make you sick. And I know you can't see it. I know it's all you have your eyes set on, but I know what you need before you even ask. But thank you for asking. Yeah. Thank you for asking. Will you trust me? Will you trust me? And then guess what? If you would just trust him and eat that dinner, what's coming after dinner? Dessert. Dessert. <laughs> Dessert. And so that's, I think, how the posture we should have with the Lord in making requests is not name it, claim it, or it's up to my faith. It's up to my doing. Yeah. It's putting God in the right position of saying, you're the giver of all good things. James says, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He doesn't change. And anything good, that positivity you felt, that energy you felt, that pay raise you got, that, I mean, anything good in your life has come because God gave it to you. It's crazy. There's a term called common grace, which is basically like God in his kindness to all of mankind can extend some pieces of himself essentially to people who are not Christians and they can experience goodness and they don't even realize that while they're experiencing that goodness, it's actually a reflection of God. Like the, the fact that the sun rises in the morning and sets in the evening is part of common grace. The fact that there's light for non-believers to actually look around and see and uh, experience with their eyes what's happening in life. That's part mm-hmm. of what's called God's common grace, which right. is crazy. And we don't even notice 
all of the common grace he has given us. Yeah. And so here's what I would say. Go, go ahead. Yeah, I have a question for you. Yeah. Because so what I'm hearing you say is like, basically, instead of approaching God and saying, God, I want to bend your will to mine, like you're saying, come and, and say, God, bend my will to yours. Exactly. And then on the other end of the spectrum, what I don't hear you saying, and I want to hear you just touch on, is that um, we just need to be passive or just be like, oh, well, God God knows what I need, so I'm not going to pray or ask anything. So I think what is something good, now this might be, <laughs> this is a hot take, I might get questions about this, but I think there is something good from the whole manifestation and name and claim it. And, and what that good is, it's giving dignity, dignity to people where they feel like they're part of it. So... I think God invites us to be part of his plan, but talk a little bit about um, how you're not saying like to go to the other end of the spectrum and just be completely passive and just be like, well, I can't do anything about this big problem in my life or Mm -hmm. any of that. Yeah. To expound more on what you just said, here's what I would say. Um, A lot of times we, we take God as the source and make him a resource. Mm. We, we, and we become ourselves the source. So it's like, I am the source of my positivity, my energy, the good things that come to me. If I get a pay raise, it's because I hustled and grind. If I have a house, it's because I worked hard. Me, me, me. I am the source of all the things that I have. And God is simply a resource I go to when I feel guilty or when I want something or when um, it's the things that I I can't actually control. So then I'll go to him as a resource. Mm -hmm. And God and so I say where it gets twisted is is when you take him away as the source and you have to keep the right posture. You can be a part of what God's doing, but remember you're being a part of what God's doing. And John 15:5 puts it like, "Hey, I am the vine, you are the branches." And what we do is we go, "You I am the vine, you're the branch." Like we we switch, we switch roles. Yeah. We're always switching roles. Totally. Like, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you abide in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. I have to remember that. I can do nothing apart from him, no matter how much I try. No matter even when I think life looks good and I've got control, I'm not doing that. That's God. Another verse we have is um, in Psalms. It says, I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. Apart from you, I have no good thing. It's just remaining in that posture and that humility of the, recon- the recognition required to constantly see Lord as Lord, to see God as the one in control and the provider of everything we have. Therefore, when I see that God is the provider, the giver of everything good, I don't have to manifest. I don't have to um, work up something. I don't have to have enough faith. I simply have to come and see God as a good father who loves to give his children what they need, not what they want, and trust him with that trust that he is sovereign, and then respond accordingly. Yes, I love that. And to see that he is good. Like, there's something that switches in our hearts when we understand that like, God is my good. Like you, the verse you mentioned in Psalm 16. Yeah. Okay, to, to just some closing remarks that I would love to uh, hear you comment on and to just tell the people, like, even if, say it was possible and it's a good idea to just manifest the life you want— and get what's good today and feel good and have what you want in life. If that is all that you can see and want, then your vision is too short. 
Because there is a such thing as eternity and it's coming whether you like it or not. And if all you got was something for today, if all you got was what you wanted today and what feels good today, there's an eternity that's coming. And one day you're going to stand before the Lord and you're going to answer, do you know him or do you not? Mm -hmm. And that is so much more of where our focus should be on than what we want today. So what are your, just, just comment back on that. Yeah. I would just say, um, we have to constantly, you know, since the very beginning of the Bible, Satan, the, what he did, uh, to convince man and woman to eat of the fruit is he changed their view of God. The God that once walked with them in the cool of the day and gave them everything they needed to be fully satisfied. He made him a withholder and a God who wasn't good. And he said, he knows that if you eat that fruit, you will be like him. They didn't want the fruit. They wanted to be like God. And I think we do the same thing today. You don't necessarily want the car. You don't want the promotion. You want to be Lord and you want to be in control. And that's why we do anything we can to feel like we're in control. That's why manifestation takes place. That's why we name it, claim it. And, and it's, we think it's up to our faith. Therefore, we can go look at what I did. Look at how much faith I must have. Look at how me and God, like we're clearly together in this. And it's lessening God in your life. And it's cheapening the opportunity you have to truly come as a child. You don't want to be an equal with God. You want to come as his child. That's the best place to be. And so you have to ask yourself, do I truly believe that? That's really good. I know I'm going to be walking away even just thinking like, where have I done this in my life? Where where am I kind of elevating myself to the position of the Lord? So that's really good. And that's all I have for today. Yeah, that's it. So if you have any questions, if you have further, can you take the conversation further? If you're walking through this or you got friends who kind of live this way of life, uh, we'd love to talk. You can email us at info at the porch dot live. But that's Jenny, all I have. Should we do a giveaway? We haven't done that in a while. Yeah, let's do a giveaway. We got some swag new merch. Yeah, if you would screenshot this podcast and write just a quick uh, review and repost on your Instagram story. Um, tag the porch. And tag us, then we will reach out to you in the DMs if we choose you and send you some free porch merch. Love it. It'd be fun. So we love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, as always, reach out. Until next week, we'll see you another episode of Views from the Porch. Thank you for listening to Views from the Porch. For more information about the Porch ministry, visit us at theporch.live or follow us on social media at The Porch.